Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. It's Tuesday, February 18th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick. And this is What a Day coming in hot after an insane and unprecedented Valentine's Day to President's Day weekend. Dude, I'm hungover from the love of both Cupid and George Washington. We better savor it because this might not happen again for a thousand years. Mm. Yeah, yum. On today's show, the latest on the coronavirus, Jeff Bezos pledges $10 billion to fight climate change, plus some headlines. So here's where we stand with the Wuhan coronavirus at the moment. Over 73,000 people have been infected, and as of Monday evening, the death toll has reached more than 1,800. All but five of these casualties have occurred in mainland China. That's where the virus originated, according to the World Health Organization. As we've been talking about on this show, the virus has had far-reaching effects. You probably have at least one friend or a parent who is panicking about it feverishly calling you. Mm -hmm. Travel has been severely cut back. And then there are the cruise ships as part of this equation, which have been a particular challenge for health officials trying to contain the virus because of their close quarters. So let's talk about these cruise ships that we've been hearing about. They've been stranded off the coast as fearful countries refuse to let thousands of people's vacations end. What are the details on this latest stranded cruise ship that is near Japan? Let me just preface this by saying I have never wanted to go on a cruise ship Same. ever. Yeah, Titanic came out in the 90s. We were kids. It was a lot. Um, and this nightmare has really confirmed my reluctance. So 328 Americans were finally released from a contaminated cruise ship off the coast of Japan after two full weeks of quarantine. The U.S. Embassy there made plans for the Americans to fly home, but this was before they realized 14 of the passengers tested positive for the coronavirus. So after consulting with health experts, the U.S. government decided to let the infected evacuees who were not yet exhibiting symptoms board the flights. So they found out there were infected citizens, and then they quarantined them on part of the plane uh, on these evacuation flights. Yeesh. Okay, so what else do we know about this? Well, other countries like Australia, Canada, and South Korea were also evacuating their citizens from the ship. The total number of coronavirus cases on that cruise ship, according to the Japanese health ministry yesterday, was 454. Now that the Americans are back on U.S. soil, they're going to be quarantined for another 14 days. Uh, And that's whether they had the virus or not. That brings the total number of cases of coronavirus in the U.S. to 29 basically doubled because 14 more people showed up. Yeah. Oof. Um, well, another part of this saga has to do with the economic ramifications of the epidemic as well. Yeah. And Apple just cut its sales forecast due to demand falling in China, as well as slowed production related to all of the travel restrictions. Care to elaborate on this for a second? Yeah. So none of the iPhones are made in the Hubei region of China, and that's where all of this originated. But travel restrictions since before the Lunar New Year have made production really difficult, even with the factories you know, reopening pretty quickly after that. Um, in a statement, Apple said that worldwide iPhone supply will, quote, temporarily be constrained. According to the Wall Street Journal, this makes Apple the first major U.S. company to say it won't meet its revenue projections for the first quarter due to the coronavirus outbreak. But as we've 
Also previously mentioned, tourism industries worldwide are taking a hit as travel to and from China totally slowed down. And Chinese tourism is huge. For context, Chinese tourists spent $277 billion abroad in 2018, which is up from $10 billion in the year 2000. So, yeah, they, they spend money. Uh, and that's according to the United Nations World Tourism Organization. Yeah, wow. Okay, so we'll keep you updated on the virus, its impacts here and abroad going forward. Yeah, and just remember to only seek out verified sources for your virus updates. You know, scientists are debunking conspiracy theories left and right. We're looking at you, Tom Cotton, you mm. fucking asshole. <laughs> and mostly, you know, these are just xenophobic and they don't make sense. So just keep washing your hands, covering your sneezes, and we're going to let you know what's actually up. In stuff you rarely hear news, an extremely rich man has pledged to do a good thing. Jeff Bezos, the founder and CEO of Amazon and the world's richest person, announced a pledge of $10 billion to combat climate change. He made the announcements on Ground Zero for thirst traps and pictures of me absolutely tearing it up at Disneyland. Instagram. So Gideon, (laughs) what do we know about what Bezos is promising here? Yeah, so he's calling it the Bezos Earth Fund. And according to what he posted, it was absent pictures of of Disneyland. It was just (laughs) an Earth. Um, It is intended to fund scientists, activists, and NGOs working to combat the effects of climate change. That's as far as we've gotten at this point. Other details about it are sort of scarce. And how it'll take shape uh, going forward is is a little bit unknown. But it is interesting, though, that Bezos is, is doing this now because he has long been this target of criticism for not doing enough yeah. with his unbelievable for wealth. Sure. That's that's often a question for him and others at his level. Um, according to the news site Recode, this announced gift is the second biggest of the 21st century, mm-hmm. surpassed only by Warren Buffett's pledge to give a great percentage of his net worth to the Gates Foundation. Mm-hmm. Now, Bezos' net worth is $130 billion, and his previous largest contribution was a $2 billion commitment to anti-homelessness efforts and early childhood education. Bezos has not signed the Giving Pledge, though, which is effectively a promise from the world's billionaires to give away at least half of their money in their lifetimes and in their wills, though his ex-wife did after their recent divorce. Yeah, wow. Uh, Yeah, well, you know... Hopefully he'll consider that next time. Um, what's been the response to this move so far? In general, people are welcoming it. You know, even if there is the sort of rap on the knuckles for this is kind of late for him. Mm-hmm. But there, there is an interesting backstory here on on Bezos and how this happened. There had been a, a lot of pressure internally from some Amazon employees on the company's broader climate policies. Over 1,700 employees walked out last year in support of the global climate strike that happened across the world. And there's a group called Amazon Employees for Climate Justice that had made several demands, including asking the company not to provide custom cloud services to fossil fuel companies. Here's a little bit of what they were saying. I'm walking out on September 20th because the world's most beautiful landscapes are disappearing and a decade from now they may not even exist. I'm walking out. I'm walking out. I'm walking out. I'm walking out on September 20th because I feel climate change is the most imminent threat to humanity that we face as a whole today. I'm walking out. I'm walking out. I'm walking out. Because those that are the least responsible for the climate crisis are the ones feeling the most climate impact. Because everything is on fire and it's not fine. Because the planet is There you go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And the day after that strike, Bezos pledged that the company would meet the goals of the Paris Climate Agreement 10 years ahead of schedule and become carbon neutral by 2040. So uh, additional context here. 
Amazon disclosed its carbon footprint for the first time, and it emitted over 44 million metric tons of carbon dioxide in 2018. More than a little bit. <laughs> More than a little bit, yeah. And, and that's the equivalent of burning almost 600,000 tanker trucks worth of gasoline. So that is where the, the pressure is coming from is mm -hmm. because of their massive impact. Bezos said that the company would still sell its cloud services to the oil and gas industry, though. That explains why on Monday, this group said that they were happy with Bezos' philanthropy, but also added, quote, the people of Earth need to know, when is Amazon going to stop helping oil and gas companies ravage Earth with still more oil and gas wells? Yeah, as a citizen of Earth, I, I think it's a good question. Yeah. Uh, other large tech companies are also being made to wrestle with their impact on the environment as well. How do Amazon's plans compare to other companies? Yeah, I mean, theirs is significantly less than what Microsoft has recently pledged. In an announcement earlier this year, Microsoft said that it plans to go carbon negative by 2030 and to remove all the carbon the company has ever emitted since its founding by 2050, which would be done with carbon capture. Mm -hmm. uh, though, again, even in Microsoft's case, you know, there were critics. Yeah. Greenpeace said that there was a gaping hole in the plan, given that the company also did not back away from working with oil and gas companies. Uh, so, you know, with a lot of these, people are saying, good on you, but we're waiting to, to hear more. Yeah. Um, so we'll keep tracking what Bezos is up to on this, as well as other companies and whether more internal and external pressures force them to act. Now for some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, Okay. This spring, Fast Growing Trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. 
Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty stores and Ulta.com. Headlines. The Daytona 500 was yesterday after being delayed due to rain for the second time in NASCAR history. Denny Hamlin scored his third career Daytona 500 win, but the race ended in a tragic crash. Ryan Newman flipped his car, and as of last night, reports said he was in serious condition at a Florida hospital, although thankfully his injuries are not life-threatening. Mississippi declared a state of emergency over the weekend after heavy, ongoing rains flooded rivers and reservoirs. The state's capital, Jackson, issued a seven-day mandatory evacuation as some streets became submerged. Mm. Officials estimated that over 2,000 buildings and homes would be in the danger zone. The Pearl River, which runs through Mississippi and Louisiana, also reached 36 feet, the highest water level it's seen in 37 years. Luckily, there haven't been any reported injuries at this time, and reservoir managers are working to bring down the water levels. Similar weather is also hitting Tennessee, which is reportedly experiencing rains that are 400% of what's normal. Uh, Everything is 400% of what's normal these days, though. Correct. Um, (laughs) A bill to ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines in Virginia did not get the votes to pass through the state Senate. Things were looking really good for the bill after it passed through the Democrat-led House last month, but it took a turn when four Democrats in the Senate broke ranks and voted with Republicans. The assault weapons ban was the most controversial part of Governor Routh Northam's plan for stricter gun control in the state following mass shootings at Virginia Tech in 2007 and in Virginia Beach last year. The state Senate did, however, pass bills to enact universal background checks and red flag laws, which gun reform advocates are counting as a victory. Indeed, a human Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg called on world governments to regulate his website on Monday in an op-ed published in the Financial Times and also during prepared remarks at a security conference in Munich. Zuck wants Facebook to be held to standards somewhere between those of a newspaper who can be sued for what they publish and a telecommunications company who aren't held liable for their customers' conversations. Now, Zuckerberg may seem like another classic cool guy billionaire Mm. here, but this is all ahead of a significant overhaul of Internet rules that the EU is set to deliver later this year. For their part, representatives from the EU were not swayed and have already rejected Zuckerberg's proposal, saying, quote, it's not enough, it's too slow and too low in terms of responsibility. Hmm. Mm. Too slow and too low. Also describes the engagement I get when I post a handsome new profile pic. Oh. (laughs) And those are the headlines. By the way, Arizona, California, Florida, Illinois, Ohio. Today is your primary registration deadline. You can register to vote or double check that you are registered at votesaveamerica.com. Do it. We need your help. Please (laughs) vote. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, spray paint our names onto a train, and tell your friends to listen. By the way, if you're into reading and not just the sticker that says parental advisory explicit content on CDs like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Keila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and that's, that's how, how you work, work through a V-Day P-Day hangover. Mmm, V-M-P. What a Day is a product of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our senior producer is Katie Long. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka.
As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. I'm Oren Siegel, and I've been fighting extremism, anti-Semitism, and hate for more than 20 years. You should subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, to get a unique perspective on the daily work and the people who have dedicated their lives to exposing, fighting, and disrupting extremism, anti-Semitism, and all forms of hate. We bring you the stories of people and communities not only impacted by hate, but who offer new perspectives and ways to push back. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.